Nyata, hello. It's Alison here and I'm in the Pastorate Sanctuary. We're based down on Pequoran country in Warrnambool. And today I'm reflecting on the Sermon on the Mount, particularly Jesus' teachings on non-retaliation. And you'll find the text in Matthew chapter 5, verses 37 through 48. Love your enemies, says Jesus. Pray for those who persecute you. And when somebody slaps you around, let them do it again. Really? Is this what Jesus is actually saying? Are we all supposed to be nothing but doormats? Well, you can probably guess my answer. But to understand my firm no, let's go back to the social context of his sermon. His first audience were Jewish peasants who lived under Roman military rule. And they were often on the margins of Jewish society too. They were at the bottom of the heap. And they were regularly slapped and spat on and humiliated for being Jewish and poor. Meanwhile, Roman taxes siphoned the wealth out of the countryside and towards the aristocracy in other cities. And so many peasants ended up in debtors' prison, even slavery. In a situation such as this, what do you do? Do you join one of the violent guerrilla resistance movements, knowing that it will only lead to your body joining lines of crucified bodies flanking the major highways? Or do you capitulate to the daily humiliations and allow the oppressors to destroy your sense of self-worth and integrity? Or is there a third way, a way between violence and capitulation? Well, yes, there is, and we call it the path of non-violent resistance. This is a path of gently refusing to be defined by other people's abuses of power. In his sermon, Jesus first addresses victims of violence. When someone hits you on the right cheek, turn the other one also, he says. Now, when someone hits you on the right cheek, you're not in a fight between equals. This is not a dust-up. Instead, they're hitting you with the back of their hand. This is a right-handed world. It's a dismissive slap, and it's a way to diminish and humiliate you. So Jesus says, when this happens, turn your other cheek. Don't fight back, but don't cringe. Don't let them use their power and violence to destroy your self-respect. Instead, flummox them. Invite them to punch you as an equal. Destabilize the power dynamics of the encounter. Next, Jesus addresses debtors. When someone wants to sue you and take your tunic, give them your cloak also. Well, in Jesus' time, this means you're a poor debtor and the other person is rich. They've lent you money and they're taking your tunic as collateral, just as provided for in Deuteronomy. But, says Jesus, give them more. Give them your cloak, too. He's speaking to people who only have two garments. People then didn't have layers and layers of clothing. Nobody owned a change of clothes, let alone a full wardrobe. The most they had besides cloak and tunic was a filthy, ragged loincloth. So when you're sued for your tunic, says Jesus, don't fight back. Instead, 
Give them everything you have. Take off your other garment and show them your buttocks. In other words, moon them. Because that will draw attention to their actions. It will remind them and everyone else of the law in Deuteronomy, which allows them to take the cloak, yes, but which also requires them to give it back by sundown so that nobody sleeps cold at night. Your nakedness will expose their rapaciousness. They'll be handing back your clothes in no time. Finally, Jesus addresses load bearers. When someone forces you to go one mile, he says, go also the second mile. Well, the someone here is a Roman soldier. A soldier could force a peasant to carry his pack for one mile, but for only one mile. The law let the soldiers oppress the peasants quite a bit, but not quite so much that the whole countryside would rise up in rebellion. If you carried the pack further than the mile specified by law, there would be serious disciplinary consequences for the soldier. So, says Jesus, go the second mile. Don't resist his demand to carry his pack, but then drain him of power. Carry that pack cheerfully and graciously, maybe even sing a marching song. Then keep right on carrying it for a second mile. And the chances are that the soldier will be hopping alongside you, trying to get his pack back. Jesus knows that we all live in a world of hostility, where people slap others down and humiliate them and force their burdens upon them. But he doesn't counsel us to submit to abuse or violence, and nor is he saying that we should tell others to submit, and quite frankly, anyone who preaches this is callous and cruel and should be ashamed of themselves. Instead, through these stories, Jesus insists that we are not to let such hostility define us. We are not to retaliate. We are not to hate more intensely or punch more powerfully or land more violent preemptive strikes because then we'll be just like our enemies. But nor should we allow the terrible things that people do to us be the last word in our lives. Instead, we need to find ways to disrupt people's attempts to dominate. We need to find ways to change the narrative. You're into violent domination, huh? Then watch me exercise freedom. Watch me upend the power dynamics of this relationship and flummox you all by clowning around. Here, hit me like an equal. Take all my clothes and let me carry your pack that extra mile. But then Jesus goes further. The law of reciprocity is this, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, and no more. It's an excellent start as a non-proliferation treaty because it sets boundaries on retaliatory violence. But Jesus, well, Jesus calls for more. Jesus calls for total disarmament. He says, you've heard it said, you shall love your neighbour and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be children of your Father in heaven. In other words, we start by disrupting the power dynamics. And then when everything's nice and destabilised, 
we go on and we kill them with kindness. Insist on your own humanity, but also insist on theirs. Disarm them with curiosity and gentleness and playfulness and grace. It might not be effective, as Jesus' own suffering shows. Nevertheless, hold on to your own integrity by offering your enemy a prayer or a blessing or a small kindness. Be like God, in fact, who makes the sun rise on both the evil and the good, who makes the rain fall on the just and the unjust, and who showers mercy upon friend and enemy alike. If we want to be known as God's children, brothers and sisters and siblings of Jesus, we can no longer participate in tit-for-tat, reserving mercy for the beloved and pouring out violence on those who have wronged us. Instead, we are called to a way in which evil is undone by love. It's a culture which Jesus himself embodies as he hangs on the cross and forgives all those he put in there and who mock him even now. And it's a gift that he shares as his scarred and wounded body moves through the world and breathes new spirit into us. Jesus came to reconcile all things, not just the good, the right, the fair and the true. And he does this through the power of self-giving love. So this is all very nice and pie in the sky. But what does killing them with kindness actually look like? Well, Jesus' first sermon was contextual, and so are we, and so are you. Now I set down the parameters. You work it out. There's always more to read on our website, that's sanctuarybaptist.org. And this week we looked at Ash Wednesday and also our upcoming Lenten Reflections, which were written by members of the congregation and are all about the earth. Sanctuary is funded entirely by members and supporters, and if you'd like to support the work of this little church, you can make a donation via PayPal and you'll find the details for this on the website. And to those who support us financially, thank you so much. It's a great encouragement. This reflection was prepared on the lands of the Pequawarung people of the Eastern Ma Nation. It's a land which was taken by force and has never been ceded, which is why the Victorian treaty process is so important. I pay my respects to Elders past and present and to all who are participating in the process. The peace of the land be with us all. Amen. <laughs>